Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And, and I, I guess everyone's used to this by now. Before we start our episode, we're going to shout out our Patreon subscribers for giving us money. Thank you. And we're going to, based on their names, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna judge how they are in the bedroom, which is so awkward. No one's gotten mad at us yet. Yet. Mm. I don't know. I've gotten a couple messages from people who they've said they are shy and they would like to support our podcast, but be omitted from. Oh, but none of the people that we've done already. No. Okay. The people, the people who we've done already are, they're sex freaks and they love it. Yes. (laughs) I I feel like maybe we should just maybe not say their last names. No, but that's pretty critical. We we have to say their last names. We have to say their last (laughs) names. Okay. Everyone heard me. I I tried to fight for you, but Brian (laughs) wanted to fully a typical <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, get, hit me. All right, I'm ready. Uh, first shout out goes to Natalie Dela Cruz. Natalie Dela Cruz. First of all, very sexy name. It makes me think of Penelope Cruz. It does. Very sexy me. woman. Also, this is the I laugh about this all the time. But there was an interview where Tom Cruise, some, when he was dating Penelope Cruz, the interviewer asked <laughs> asked him if if they get married, is she gonna hyphenate her name? And Tom Cruise goes Penelope Cruz Cruz. <laughs> He just says it so flat, like Penelope Cruz Cruz. And like, for some reason that made me laugh so hard. I still <laughs> think about that and laugh because he was so deadpan. Okay. Della Cruz is a sexy ass mm, name. She's a, a sexy ass lover. This is going to get pretty graphic, young me, but this know, is but where is my, that, this is, is that, where my is brain is taking me. Is that like a stereotype? Cause it's like a Hispanic name. And I feel like people are like Latin lover. You know, are we doing that? I don't want to do that. I wasn't thinking that. I was going to get pretty graphic and I'm going to go with it anyways. Let me stop you right there. So Natalie De La Cruz, this is Natalie's move, okay? When the guy is saying, presumably when he's on top and the guy is like, oh, I'm going to come. Natalie De La Cruz grabs the dude Whoa. and then doubles down. Like oh, she's the type where like, she's going to make sure you finish in her, but she's going to double down on that wow, shit. this is what? <laughs> I've... <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure what I'm feeling, but I'm upset. <laughs> Did I'm, I, is a, I have never had sex before. <laughs> you sound like a 12 year old being like, and then she's gonna she's gonna do the double windmill or something. I feel like I've never <laughs> I'm upset. Well, I don't know that's why. my guess. You're just s- being a hater and you haven't made any guesses. <laughs> I have to say, I've never met a Natalie that wasn't hot. They're always hot. Natalie's. Nancy's are always bitches. Natalie's are always hot. That's so the she's, thing. she's just hot. That's her hot. sex style. Yeah. And okay. And you, I guess, and I said double windmill. <laughs> um, next. next up is Kristen Schaefer. Kristen Schaefer. Kristen, Kristen Momoko Schaefer. Momoko. I think Schaefer. it's Monica. Ah, Monica? Fuck. I think it autocorrected. I'm pretty sure it's Kristen Momoko Schaefer. Oh, it autocorrected? Yeah. Mm, She's a so- buddy of ours. She's come to our Instagram lives. Oh. So that's why it makes it weird because there's a personal element to it. Oh. Well, I'll let you guess because think, you don't remember her I feel Instagram. Like this person sounds Kristen Schaefer sounds like such a professional like lawyer name, <laughs> right? It's like, I want I don't know how she's in bed, but Allie I want Mc, her to represent Allie McBeal me. McBeal was <laughs> actually based on Kristen Schaefer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Allie McBeal was a fucking freak. <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember that weird part in Ellie McBeal with the computer baby and people were thought that was so funny and I was like, this is traumatizing. Why did anyone make this happen? This is like, I was everyone's like too three, young. I was like three years old when that show 40s. came out. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really identified with Ellie McBeal. Um, yeah, I th- I, I'm seeing lawyer vibes. But like, secret freak. Yeah, but all, Allie McBeal, all of those, freaky like, professional vibes. people are secret freaks, right? Yeah, are we going BDSM yeah. freak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, All so gag. lawyer. Have you seen that meme where that woman is wearing a mask and she pulls it like outside and she pulls it down and there's like a ball gag? That's uh, that's Kristen. Okay, <laughs> so l- lawyer in the streets, ball gag in the sheets. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, next is Carl Romanos. Carl Romanos. Carl Romanos. I feel like Carl Romanos like sounds like your landlord's name, but then you meet him and he's like a skateboarder hip dude. <laughs> it's like, those are the two people that I'm seeing in my head. Like he's like super cool. He's like, yeah, I fucking skateboarder. Skate. Hip. Okay. So Carl Romanos is the type of dude where he's like Billy Bob Thornton vibes. Like he shoots way yeah. out of his league, but you just know he lays the pipe down. He's just dragging <laughs> that fucking shlong around. <laughs> he, he fucks really good. He, I bet he does not like using a condom. That's what I'm going to say about Carl. Oh, I'm just saying that's the skateboarder vibes. Right. <laughs> but, but let's say he's still responsible and make sure that he always only, pulls out. Cause he only has sex with people that he's in a relationship with and he's in love with. That's why he never uses a condom. Exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up is Steven Chen. Stephen Chen also sounds familiar. I, you know, I'm, I'm my psychic spidey senses. I see his face. It's, it's very, he has a, he has a nice build. Okay. He's tall. You're just naming every Asian dude. No, stop. You always say that. No, I'm seeing, I'm, well, uh, the image Asian is coming dude, to my all head. A, uh, you joked about this. All Asian dudes are, are ripped. ripped. Yeah. They're secretly ripped. <laughs> I swear to God. Every time I sleep with an Asian dude, I'm like, that's a fucking Asian dude. And then we like, we like take our clothes off and I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? Your chest. Steven is definitely secretly ripped. Okay. He has so- like nerd glasses and then you like, you go home and you're just like, what? How many push-ups do you do a day, Stephen? Jesus. Uh, Stephen Chen is the. You know, I think he's a. He's good in bed. He's gonna make. He's gonna go down on you first, assuming that he's uh, cis hetero. But yeah. he's gonna go down on the woman first. And he's gonna yeah. make sure they finish before they have penetrative sex. That's that's very wonderful. We are we are assuming a lot of everyone's sexuality. <laughs> I mean, <orientation. I'm> t- <laughs> everyone's straight. <laughs> Everyone is straight. That's it. Period. I mean, I'm honestly still feeling weird about my double windmill theory. <laughs> Natalie, we've lost her. Um, Next. Last one for these round of shout outs is one. Well, this is why I said it's important to have a last name because this person did not give us a last name. It's just Lacambini. 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 Yeah. Mm, you know, sounds- I'm going to go out on a limb here yeah we've had one another person in a previous episode give us just a single name and i went with the prince theory like if you go by one name like madonna or prince then you probably fuck really well the god of sex but i'm gonna guess lacambini pretty average i'm gonna guess lacambini i'm gonna roast lacambini i'm feeling (laughs) the statistics are just someone's gotta be someone's gotta be average with the one one more name so bold that their personality is very shy Ooh, we're going to lose like a Beanie's Patreon people, donation. No, no, some shy people are like shy, but then they're like Lady Gaga. Like Lady Gaga is shy, but she hides it with this like alter ego, alter ego. Oh, you know so like a Beanie's like Sia in bed. Yeah. Good in bed still, but kind of closed off is my, that's my theory. 
Fantastic. Yeah. You know what? I'm still feeling weird about the double windmills, so let's move on. No, that was good. I was I was upset in a good way. I'm going to introduce uh, our guest before let's do it. Brian passes out. All right, so I'm really excited to introduce our guest this week. Um, she is the executive director of the Asian Arts Initiative based in Philadelphia. The huge fucking deal. She's also the co-founder of Massive Goods and just an all-around pornographer in the porn biz, which is the best biz. <laughs> and also one of my closest, dearest friends, everyone right now, welcome, Anne Ishii. Hey, <clears throat> Penelope Cruz Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said it like this, Penelope Cruz Cruz. <laughs> I'm Anne Ishii Ishii. Anne Ishii Ishii. Anne Ishii Ishii. Everyone, I'm so excited to have her. I feel like this is gonna. You're such an interesting person, and you you've done so much with your life. You you basically know. I I call it the uh, Asian Illuminati. Like like Asian people that run shit in America. Mm. Anne is friends with all of them. Like she's friends with all of the like. Asian people. I'm so excited to unpack all of this because <laughs> they won't admit it, but I do know all of them. <laughs> um, she blackmails them. <laughs> I should. I should. She's the mob boss. Also, this uh, Anne is how I know Asa, who was on our show. Oh. She introduced me to Asa. Yeah, Asa. Right, right. Both new moms that live in Philly. That's awesome. Um, I'm really no. I'm. I was just saying. I'm really excited to have you, Anne, because you are such an interesting person. But we are also really close friends, so That's I feel right. like there's all this stuff to talk about. And you're one of the funniest, if not the funniest, person that I know. But we should start with Brian because he's a man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> talk first. If there's anything I know. You're super person, interesting. Brian. Let's start with Brian. <laughs> You're so accomplished. Brian is a, a out of work actor that lives in a, a basement in Williamsburg, so he gets to talk for hey. Anne. Okay, this is more hey. Asian here. We don't. Hey. Hey. Brian, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling very attacked. <laughs> um, how am I feeling? Okay, so a thing happened. So I went on a date uh, over this past week. Chemistry wasn't quite there. Huh. It's fine. Let bygones be bygones, which kind of lends itself to how I feel now where I'm very just content and want to use these next couple weeks, however long to just be chill with being by myself. Like I've expressed right. how I felt lonely and I've noticed that it comes from this like misalignment in expectations and used to use dating apps in an unhealthy way where if I'm feeling lonely, I would want like the validation or attention of other people. Yeah. And right now I feel like I'm ready to embrace just laying low and just being by myself and just working on my shit. And it all feels really good. I don't need the intention of other people. So I'm very like not in a dating mood right now. So you're not doing that. Cause we both talked about that thing when you have that like pulse of, loneliness and we yeah, all yeah. like start just uh hitting people up on dating apps yeah. i know we both do that sort of unhealthily so you're you're not feeling that impulse i don't have that impulse at all mm, really? and it's and it's time that's that's what it is it just it's not like oh i feel good about it or i feel bad about it just i don't know maybe i'm just not horny right now it's right. just i'm just chilling that's mm. how i feel However, there's a pretty funny story tied to the date that I went on. So we both live in the same neighborhood. Okay. Oh, I asked her, I was like, oh, what streets are you on? And it turns out that this 
uh, girl that I went on a date with, she lives in the exact same building that I used to live in four years ago. Whoa. Now this building has, let's say 40 units in it. It's like a pretty big building. All right. And then I asked her and I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. You live in the same building that I used to live in. What you like, what floor are you on? And it turns out that she lives currently in the same exact unit what? That I lived in what? four years ago. What? Same exact unit. That's crazy. <laughs> it's the same everything. Right. Whoa. So we, and like, she didn't believe me. So I described like the apartment. I was like, yeah, when you walk in, there's like the bedroom here, the bedroom there, the bathroom, one bedroom has a patio and oh my she's God. not in the bedroom. She's not in the bedroom that I was in yeah, because it's a two bed. Uh-huh. You know, she has a roommate. I had a roommate. Yeah. But I secretly was kind of hoping, honestly, <laughs> it's for the best because the chemistry wasn't that great. But if she was in the same bedroom that yeah. I used to live in, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I would have tried to like <laughs> hope to hook up just to have like close that tie, like that circle. Like, yeah. C- and as soon Cut as I close that off. circle, yeah. Then we will be out of this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I believe oh that. You, there's like a rift in like the t- in time space sheet fabric. Right, right. but and I am not the solution because mm. if I were to be the solution, she would have to be in the same exact bedroom I was in. Yeah, and then you would have had to have sex with her, and you would explain this to her. <laughs> like, no, I have to have sex with you. I at listen. We Tuesday. have to do the double windmill in order to get out of this. <laughs> Then we'll we'll wake up and it'll be January 1st, 2020 and there'll be no pandemic. Oh man. But you know, that's fucking nuts. It's just a crazy coincidence. (laughs) You know, I have a coincidence like that too. Yeah. So as everyone knows, I was married for 10 years. Okay. But right before the night that I met my ex-husband, he was like working in a restaurant across the street from this apartment I lived in. This is in San Francisco. And I was with my friend and she was like, saw that we were flirting with each other and she was like oh why don't you come meet us at this bar and he was like okay and then he never showed up Mm. but that night we went home with these two guys because they were like oh do you want to come party at our apartment so me and her went home with these two guys right and we were just like hanging out with them Mm -hmm. and then I went home and then later on one of those guys and I started dating And so I was dating him for like eight months, but I, you know, this is like the night that Danny didn't show up the bar. So I ended up dating this guy for eight months and I was, you know, always at his apartment in his room. And then after I broke up, I started, we, Danny and I met up again. Uh Uh-huh. I found out that Danny used to live in that guy's room. What? <laughs> so the room, so the, for the eight months, the night that I met Danny, I started dating this one guy because he didn't show up to a bar and I got, oh his, my God. got my number. And then I was like dating this guy, living in this room with him in the fucking tenderloin on fucking what the pa- fuck? Farrell Street in San Francisco. Oh my and God. And Danny was like, Danny was like, oh, his roommate used to be my best friend and we had a falling out. I moved out and he moved in oh, and I started dating shit. that guy. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So the Ooh. universe is like that. It's weird. Whoa. Is that crazy? That's this nuts. Is def- this is, there's, we're in like the, the broken universe right on. now. Yeah. <laughs> what if? Isn't that- That's so nuts. It's like, oh nuts. my God, you guys are all geotagging each other and you're like dating profiles on accident or something. That's yeah. so wild. 
<laughs> but this is, you know, when I was young, this is before telephones. Right. So that's before like telephone. more of a coincidence. <laughs> it's before the, the electric light bulb. So this is like more of a crazy coincidence. That's so funny. That is oh funny. My God. What's going on with us? I don't know. But I just, all I know is that I feel it's like a game on the internet that people play where yeah. like, Google Maps will just present an image to you yeah. and you have to like, guess the coordinates like where it's at. Uh-huh. And I feel like you're going to play that game one day and it's just going to be the same haunted bedroom. <laughs> and you're like, this is Tenderloin. I think Haggerty about Street. that bedroom all the time. <laughs> what if it's just a face of your ex? <laughs> oh, it's not even a place. Now that I'm divorced, I can tell this hot sex story. So my, my ex, that's not my ex-husband, Danny, but the guy that I dated yeah. for eight months, he was uh-huh. super tall. And okay. he was like six two. He had like a hot body. And I like, like how six two is super tall. I mean, that's tall for me. I like short guys. <laughs> I like shorties. And so like there was like a shelf like you know like right above the bed. And okay. then when we were having sex, he would like he could reach it because he was so tall and he would like hold on to it. And I remember that shelf, Damn. ladies. Oh <laughs> shit! Remember sometimes I just uh, think about that. <laughs> Yo, not gonna lie, I'm looking at my Ooh, bed frame right build now. A shelf. Definitely oh. gonna build a shelf right now. Wait, Brian, you should get like a four-poster bed and have. just ach- try to achieve. The canopy, yeah, just swing. shelf above the bed frame. I'm going to get a four poster bed and just want to swing on it. I don't give a fuck. And if the person that I'm hooking up with isn't down, then I'll still have fun by myself yeah. swinging on it like Tarzan. Stop. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's going to be your work at parkour, bed core. Oh. Uh, young me, how are you feeling? I forgot. <laughs> Should we, okay, uh, let me just tell this funny an, story. An, an unpresent. Uh, oh, okay. Let me tell you a funny story since we're talking about coincidences. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how I'm feeling because that's Fucking quarantine for for you folks. <laughs> Can't remember how you're feeling. Um, let me just tell you something funny that happened though. I I just went to have lunch with my friend, mm-hmm. and there was this guy sitting next. To, this is another universe thing, and I think that this kind of means something. Maybe I'll say this, and then we'll talk, go on to Anne. I was sitting next to this guy. And he wasn't Korean. He was black, but he's wearing a shirt that had a Korean flag on it, and it said Kijibe on it, which means like Kijibe bitch. means girl, oh, but it, it like whoops. has a it has, <laughs> just means girl. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, bitch? Uh, no, Ryan. It just means woman. Okay, <laughs> in, my, in my defense, it's not like it's not girl. You're not yeah, going to just, just go around and call people Kijibe. Yeah, it's like it, a it negative means, like, little term. girl. There's like a little ne- it's, it's negative. It's, it's like you like little a, bitch. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. So. But it's crazy because like I've never seen anyone say the word kijibe. Like I, I use it all the time, but you know, it's especially someone that's not Korean. And then I also gave myself a stick and poke tattoo last week. I gave myself a kijibe tattoo. And so I was like, oh my God, I just put that on my leg. I can't believe you're wearing this shirt. Isn't that so random? <laughs> That and is like, here's my pickup line. He was yeah. like, here's my Instagram. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> All right, sir. But then he was with his girlfriend, so I was just like all right, well, I added you on Instagram. Oh, that's a little sus. <laughs> it's a little sus. That guy sir. is for sure going to be sliding into your DMs he's later. A yep. After he's done having sex with his girlfriend, he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, going to pee, but then DM you. <laughs> yeah, Kijibe is right. All right, Anne, how are you feeling? I, I'm not feeling the smallness of the universe the way you guys are. And I'm a little bit like, I was just racking my brain for like, if anything like that has happened recently. And then I thought of 
something. So first yeah. my feeling, how am I feeling? Um, I've been using this image that I found and posted on my Twitter, but it's like legit how like legit that whole mentally where I'm at right now picture of like yeah. a traffic signal with the red light and the green light both on. Like, I don't know mm. if I've stopped or going, but um, yeah. I just remember the small universe story for me was um, I had this like weird, I don't know what to call it, like a raised mole, like a big bump on my leg. And yeah. um, mm. there'd been a biopsy done on it. And it was totally malignant, sorry, benign, not malignant, the opposite. Oh, totally safe. Okay. <laughs> totally safe to remove. So I went to this dermatologist in Philadelphia and like the biopsy was in New York. Um, I moved to Philly, got lazy, and then finally went to get it removed. But then like, I just thought, I mean, it's the size of like a really large pea. And I thought mm-hmm. they would at least like, I didn't know if I was, I didn't think I was going under, but I was really surprised that they just were like, shink, shink, like scalpel and like Vaseline <laughs> oh and alcohol. And they're just going to remove it. And then they're like, oh no, we're going to, you know, we'll put Novocaine locally, but like, yeah, it's like, this will take me five minutes. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I started just like visibly freaking out. And then the dermatologist was like, just like put a hand on me to calm me down, which also felt weird. Cause like a doctor touching, I don't know. It was just weird. So I was like (laughs) freaking out and just kind of jolted when he touched me. And then, he he just like kind of stepped back. He's like, so you know, like it's cool. It's let's just take a step back and like, you know, whatever. And then he's reading my chart, and then he just like stares at my chart, and oh, is no. so quiet. And I'm like, okay, I'm calm enough for this now, and I swear I'm not gonna freak out. And he's like, actually, this is really strange. He's like, you're not gonna believe this. Uh, he's like, you and I have the exact same birthday. The day, the month, and the year, and this it gets better. He said, "You're my third patient today with the same birthday." (gasps) Whoa! Yeah, I just got chills. I know, I know, I know. I just got chills when he said that. I was like, "Whoa!" I, I like, is that a sign I shouldn't get this mole removed, or like (laughs) that I should like buy a lottery ticket? I was literally all day just like, I need to take advantage of this really weird coincidence. But it was we both were freaking out. He's like, "What the fuck?" Wow, that's so so weird. He's That's like, wild. He's like, if what it was one person, it'd be one thing. But he, she's like, he, he said, you're my third patient today with this. Oh, I mean, I was the only one with the same wow. year, but he's like, we have the same exact birthday. It sounds like we're all just living in the world and the doctor is the main character. <laughs> if this was a movie, like, I feel like he's the main character. Oh my God. Or, or, or you're playing like a Final Fantasy like RPG game and the person controlling the doctor is like, remove mole or keep mole. <laughs> and now we're living in the world where we have removed the mole. We have the same exact birthday and the same exact mole. So wild, right? Like, what? and my That's mole crazy. is technically the, has the same exact birthday as him. <laughs> <laughs> he counted you and your mole as two separate patients. This is the fourth <laughs> patient. 
And hey. just to let you know, Anne, this is uh, out of network. <laughs> we take cash only. This is crazy. What if, what if also, I let you yeah. keep them all? Also, technically, this is a cosmetic procedure. You owe right. us $13,000. This is technically elective, even though it's a vital part of your body. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. What does that mean? Should we all buy lottery tickets? I love lottery tickets. This is a this is a question that we like to ask all of our guests, and that is, uh, how Asian are you? Um, I'm as Asian as it gets. Um, <laughs> everybody says that, right? Like nobody's like, I don't really identify as Asian. Um, You'd be surprised, really. Yeah, some, yeah. Some people. It's, in- it's intentionally yeah open ended like, for that reason. I like I like that question a lot because I feel like. I love saying that I'm Asian as opposed to I I can't say either Japanese or Korean, which I am Mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. But if I Mm -hmm. say that, then that's like a whole other conversation. Like, oh, you identify as Japanese first, huh? Like, I get that. Or like, Mm -hmm. who's who's Korean? Who's and then when they find out my mom's a Korean one, it feels like colonialism times two. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, okay, calm down. But if I just say Asian, it's like I'm. I'm visibly Asian. I present as Asian. I have like parents who don't speak English very well, you know, like mm. I, I'm the mm. classic. I'm like the Honda Civic of Asians. Just <laughs> I grew up the in Honda Los Civic. Angeles. Like my parents were oh. poor and then they became less poor, you know, right, 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 right. Classic, the Honda Civic classic is, Asian, but with like yeah. obfuscating the complexity of being half Japanese, half Korean. Right. right. I like how you mentioned that your parents don't speak English that well because my parents don't either. And I've felt that that makes me, that's like an extra tier of Asian-ness. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my parents are straight up just from Korea, yeah. did not even bother to try to assimilate into America, mm-hmm. living on their own terms, don't speak English that well. Because I sometimes meet fellow Asian Americans, but the parents are like, studied in America and they're mm-hmm. like hip and like smoke weed and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, we didn't really have the same, like we're same, but yeah. not that same. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you but, know, but, oh, I was just going to say, but your mom, your mom is ethnically Korean, but she was like born and raised in Japan. Right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Like, mm. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's another story too, right? Like yeah. I think for her whole family being Korean is really important, but you wouldn't know it from hanging out with them. I mean, until they start mm-hmm. drinking. But you know, like they're not like they're not drinking like and slapping. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> until you're you all don't like seem bruised and crying. Slap. Yeah. Um, but oh. also, what was I going to say? Oh, the English thing is so funny, Brian. I was just thinking about how like. I think the farther I get, like in Philadelphia, now that I'm here, I'm also seeing Mm. different levels of ESL families in like, Mm. in New York and Los Angeles, it's all like Chinese, Korean, and some Japanese. Like there's definitely Japanese ESL, but the Japanese Americans I meet now are mostly those people you're talking about, like Asian Americans whose parents are like kind of cool, who don't have any problem with English or prefer English. And right, like, right. the latest thing I've noticed is hearing those folks. Ugh, I just used the word folks. I'm like trying to <laughs> figure out when to use that word. But um, when they are starting to use their own Japanese names, but pronounce them like white people, 
Like that's a mm. next level mm. of yeah. Asian America now where like the parents are now naming their kids f- like ethnic quote ethnic names. Yeah. But then they're saying them like white people. Uh, purposely yeah. Americanized. Yeah. Oh. Like we're just like in a whole new place of Asian oh. American ESL. Like Oh. They're like, hey, Megumi, what up? Yeah, yeah exactly. right. right. <laughs> well, my name, good. yeah. Megumi, 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 Megumi. Yeah. That rhymes with you, mommy. Yo, Megumi. Megumi. I never. Really, huh. You're not like other girls, what's Megumi. Your, <laughs> what's your name at Starbucks? Megumi's like, and my name is Megumi Tanashi. <laughs> Can I get on that? Mocha My name is Megumi. And then, but okay, you guys, uh, this is a question for both of you. What's worse when they're like Megumi Takashi or Megumi Takashi? Oh like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, hey, everyone, my name is Megumi Takashi. Like, what's worse? What's worse? The, I, the, fir- the first I one honestly, is worse. Like, the first any, one is for worse. Any language, even when like French people are like, Yes, my name is. Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I, I don't know what's worse. I can't decide. I think right? the first one is worse. Really? First one's worse. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I oh. want to give the second one where you pronounce like when you go overly yeah. correct pronunciation. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and they you just like, want to they want to say it the though? way they want it to be said. What if it's yeah, a white person being I agree. like, my I feel like the second one is. Sorry. <laughs> if it's a white person, then the second one is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to hear a white person go, oh, Megumi. <laughs> right. We want the white people to be like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, Megumi. She's pretty chill. Yeah. Or just like, the white guy's going to just be like, this is Meg. Megumi. We call it Gumi, Gumi Gums. This bitch is named is Meg, but it's okay because bitch beats girl in Korean, even though she's Japanese. Mm. Her name is Kijibe. It means bitch in Korean. It means little bitch. So, as the exec, so you're the executive director of the Asian. <laughs> Fun. No. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, well, I'm just curious because. Yeah, uh, I am the executive director. You're, yeah. yeah, you're the executive director of the Asian Arts Initiative. Uh, what does that entail, really? Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's related to the first question we asked you of how Asian are you? Like, yeah. Is it. Yeah, I have no idea what that entails. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Asian Arts Initiative is a community based arts organization, and mm. it was founded in 1993 in response to the race riots at the time, like the protests Whoa. against. Um, so, like, this is circa Rodney King trial and a lot of other smaller, sort of, uh, or less public events happening in terms of like Black and Asian race relations, and then white versus non-white sort of yeah. tensions. Mm-hmm. And in Philly, which is has like 45% black population, like, and that's today, I don't know what it was in 93, but, you know, um, intercultural and interracial relations are really fraught. So this organization was founded just as a place for Asian Americans to, to talk and think and work together around community-based arts and activism. So it's very, yeah. like... 
I, I have to mention community and arts all in one breath, because otherwise, if you come here just for the gallery, you'll be like, mm-hmm. wow, this is very, um, like, crunchy. And then if you come here just for, <laughs> like, if you come here for just the community center, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's like a theater and a gallery, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm. like, if. I don't know if you remember community centers growing up where you took like cheap dance lessons or you had free babysitters or whatever. I went to a Jewish community center for kindergarten and pre-K. Yeah, that's exactly like we. JCC. Oh, shit. I actually have taken gym (laughs) classes there in the Upper West Side. I feel like. Oh, no, this was in El Paso, Texas. Uh Oh, right. I thought you were in Jim for some reason. There's only one JCC. There couldn't possibly be one in every state. I'm surprised there's a JCC in El Paso. Well, my parents found a way. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one Jewish. The education was way better there. So that's why they sent me there. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, we have an after school program. Executive director just means like I oversee the the base the the overall thing so like i manage the building and the bank accounts Mm. and the payroll and and then the strategic sort of direction of the whole organization um damn yeah you're the captain of the the ship i am the the captain that's right i am the captain (laughs) of this shit as long as i've known you you've always had like leadership roles and leadership positions you've always had like a lot of like power mm. and a lot of responsibility and i've heard you talk a lot about this relationships that you have with employees and other people that mm. work with you and for you and stuff like that and i feel like that that's like a lot of like what stresses you out like what are like what's it like just being in like yeah. a leadership role as a like a, an asian woman oh dude I, I think me 10 years ago had a very different leadership role and persona than me today because I'm 40 and have a kid. But like mm. as a <coughs> sexy 30 year old leader, <laughs> or like <laughs> when I was still sort of on the market, um, you know, I had to put up with a lot of really disgusting assumptions around sexy Asian mm. lady or sexy right. Asian girl or Ooh. whatever, right? Yeah. Um, literally, right, right. like, literally most men in power that I ran into tried to fuck me. And like, fortunately for me, I wasn't opposed to that. Like I also just didn't, (laughs) I didn't have a problem negotiating the difference between like fucking around and then getting, getting business taken care of. Closing the deal. Closing the deal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't, I didn't sleep my way to the top. There was definitely, Yeah. No, <laughs> but you know, it's just like I that. slept it- my way to the bottom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really did, girl. We go on. <laughs> my life's in shambles. <laughs> oh, that's another I, story. Wait, so I feel like okay. I top a lot of the people I've dated. <laughs> so I feel like that's that's just us, though, Yummy. Yeah, we're we're like you know. Um, we ruin the lives of everyone that we have sex with. We, yes. we just don't want to be anywhere near the top or the middle. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, Wait, so, so it used so to be a, a sex thing. Yeah. And then Ooh. now it's actually, I think it's a problem. A lot of women face is being considered matronly or motherly. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's a misplaced nurture or like comfort or gen- gentleness that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not those things or I see just like how much harder it is for people to believe 
or under or honor or respect that I actually come into this with a little bit more grit and mischief and a little I'm a little meaner than I think people want to believe because mm. just just because mm. I'm a woman and maybe that's not about being Asian but just sort of you know right but the other thing is like I had to work my whole life to kind of put on put on a a person that's a little bit different than maybe my pure self. So like, yeah, it's a lot more educated and erudite and speaks in a lower voice and puts on yeah. a little bit of a harder appearance just, mm-hmm. just to get to that place of leadership. And that's like, yeah. I do think I'm sort of built to be a leader type person. And that's not to brag. That's just like, I, I built this entire infrastructure of myself just to protect from like, you know, being taken advantage of or mm-hmm. of like mostly actually to protect my family from being taken advantage of. So yeah. like, that's the, that's the weird part about being an Asian woman. Cause you do right. have to be like boss bitch and like protect your family, but also not be misunderstood as like some benevolent mother figure. Right. Like, right, I, right. Yeah. Where where do you think that comes from in your personality? Like cuz I've always you've always struck me as like a leadership type of person. Like what what do you think what what do you think that's from? Because I feel like a lot of like you said, I know you're like the oldest child. Mhm. And I feel like a lot of like Asian women, there are a lot of Asian girls that are born into like the old child mm-hmm. role and they have to take care of their family. Do you think that has anything to do with it For or sure. is it just like Yeah. yeah. I think like I think all of us in this room can probably relate to like being forced to fend for yourself from a really young age. Like I know young me, that's yeah. certainly the case for you. And like, for me, uh-huh. that was the case, but um, you know, just like figuring shit out for myself from way too early. And then mm-hmm. additionally, then with my parents divorcing, figuring it out for my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of assuming a lot of not leadership, but just like control over yeah. a really adult issues from a young age. So I definitely think that translates into how I take care of business now. Like I yeah. just, I just try to get it done. But like, yeah. I think on top of that, leaders also just have to be cool with people. Right. Like I think ultimately mm-hmm. you can't be a leader unless you like people or want, want to know them. Or like for me, the yeah. hardest part of the job is definitely taking the punches like, because mm-hmm. most of my job, fortunately, I'm not too terrible at what I do. So most most of the feedback I get is not negative. It's like neutral or positive. Yeah. But, you know, I think you just have to kind of like people enough that when they say horrible things to you or negative things to you, that you can also take that. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of emotional intelligence. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. That's I mean, I was like. There's for sure some of that. And then I think I definitely would not have been able to do this five to eight years ago. Because if people Mm. criticize me the way they do now, I would just fall apart. But like, it's Mm -hmm. I'm only able to do this now because of everything that led up to it, you know? Yeah, I definitely yeah. feel that being older and especially being a woman, mm-hmm. um, I think what you're saying, you know what I think is so interesting about you saying like 10 years ago, you're like, oh, I was sexy and now I'm like matronly. The weird thing about that, and I think about this a lot, is that you don't actually look different. It's just that your attitude's different. Yeah, and actually. with that attitude, 
men start to treat oh. you like shh. Because like when Dude. you're like when you're acting like ha, 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 I'm a girl, they're like and there's like there's that dynamic. Yeah. And the second you're like no fuck you, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. They're like look at this grandma. Like, yeah. You're not. Dude, you're do not you like, do yeah. you remember young me like a few years ago in New York? Um, like several different people. It was so weird. I was just meeting a new a lot. I was meeting a lot of new people through Massive and um, like several different people where, like, they just assumed I was a full-on lesbian. But right. we were just discussing, like, and that's fine. I Of course, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I prefer that assumption, actually, at this point. <laughs> but um, I, at the too. time, I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if it's because I do Massive, which is all, like, gay erotica, gay porn, mm-hmm. which also doesn't make a ton of sense. But you said something so interesting, and I... It, I put it together and it's, I think this is true. Men can't believe if you're not interested in them, it's for any reason other than you're not interested in them. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, like, yeah. if you're not interested in them, it must be because you're a lesbian. Not like yeah. you're not interesting. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah, like, yeah. A lot of guys say that when you like, when you like, Wait, diss what? Them. A lot what? of men say, I've heard a lot of men say that like when, when they're hitting on you at a bar and you're just like, oh, and they're like, what are you, lesbian? I'm like, no, really? Well, that's the only... That, wait, wait. So, that, yeah. wait. So you're saying women cannot be into me because they're not lesbian? No, like... When- <laughs> Young me, you're not a lesbian. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's hold up. I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Can phone. we can we rewind a little bit? It's a lot Brian's to process. Having, Brian's having a crisis. Uh, yeah. I oh mean, man. But it's not even just like an insulting blowback. It's also just like um, I. So ten years ago, the only difference is I. I played into my ability to flirt with men to leverage mm. a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could be maybe a little bit, I, I'll play along a little longer. So, right. you know, whether that's flirting or just like inquisitiveness or pretending I do not in fact know the things that they're about to tell me, you know, when mm-hmm. they mansplain right. or whatever. And then five mm. years ago, maybe what changes just like, I didn't pretend I didn't know anything. I didn't pretend mm-hmm. what they were saying was interesting. Yep. And now I just fully don't engage. Like it's, you know. And that's that's what I'm talking about is the shift in your attitude that mm-hmm. men start to be like, they don't see you as sexually viable, not because of your physical appearance, mm-hmm. but because you're not doing that game that all 25 year old girls do in front of them and so they they can smell that Mm -hmm. so I I think about that all the time because like me like you know like when you I was like I actually was gonna do like a like a stand-up bit about this but Mm -hmm. then my ex-boyfriend told me it wasn't true which is bullshit I was like (laughs) bro you know if you look at a 20 year old girl and a 30 year old girl or a woman both of them are women most women don't look that different from 20 to 30, 30 to 40, even, you know, like we're Asian, right? Like you look like <laughs> you do, you did when you were 30. Mm-hmm. I look like I did when I was 25, whatever. Right. But the difference is like that little attitude change where you're just like yeah. not going to fucking pretend that you don't know what fucking, yeah. who Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's the change. Like, like who? 
who's that? Oh, like, like, oh, right. oh Charlie God. Kaufman. We're not going to do that anymore. And that just makes us ugh, gross to men, I yeah. think. Well, it's a different experience for you because you're a woman in a leadership position. And I think that's a totally different experience than just a woman, that's, you know, like living yeah. your life. Right, Cause right. Because that, yeah. when, when you have power, it's really hard to wield your power in front of men. Like they're very, very like their egos Our are Our egos very are fragile. fragile. Yeah. That's and true. And you really have to like walk yeah. on eggshells around them. And Not it's all of you, but some of you. Yeah. A lot yeah, of you. I mean, that's Especially why I assumed it must be. If you're a woman that has power, it's just so hard. And I think it doubles too if you're an Asian woman because yeah. a lot of dudes have this preconception that Asian women are supposed to be subservient. And right. so when you're bossing me around or telling me what to do, then it becomes extra prickly. And you're mm-hmm. like, you're a super bitch because you're not, you're doubly not what's supposed to be. Women aren't supposed to treat me this way. And Asia, especially Asian women at that. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Especially sexy you know, ones. I'll just add one other. Yeah. I, I got lost in a, my, in my head just thinking about a lot of microaggressions I hadn't thought of until this conversation. But like, uh-huh. One thing, for example, is um, I I don't even know if I need to do this, but I do find when I'm making a difficult decision, it's a crutch for me, but also a crutch for the people I'm talking to. And I actually have a theory on this a little bit, but um, Mm -hmm. everybody's more comfortable when the person in charge, in this case, me, says something like, let me get back to you after talking to my people. Like, let me discuss mm. this with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not going to have, mm. I'm, I don't have the audacity to make this decision on my own. When ultimately, it is actually my decision. I just have to, you know, quote, run it by. Soften it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I wonder, Whoa. I wonder frequently how often men, like, all, all these stereotypes of men, especially in, like, you know, movies like Wolf of Wall Street or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. they get the job done and they just say it the way that it's going to be. And they just give you marching orders and like, right. that's like Donald coaches. Trump's whole thing. It's like, I just go by feeling yeah. intuition. I right. just say whatever's on my mind in the moment. Exactly. Well, and he's a great example of this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the other thought I had was that's why I also like in the nonprofit world now, I'm learning very quickly, mostly employing women, like most mm-hmm. people in, the sector are actually women. I think that statistically that's true everywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of executive directors are women. Um, and that's not where the equity problems are, but we are all always, always like every conference I'm at, every like convening I go to, we're always talking about how to listen better mm-hmm. how to, Ooh. how to have more like, decisions made by consensus and like Mm. checking in. And I think those are all important things, but I would bet 50 scratcher tickets (laughs) that that men are not asking themselves, am I listening enough? Uh -uh. Like I bet like in leadership universes where it's mostly men, they're not like, am I I checking Mm -hmm. in enough? Like, is there a better way to get consensus? You know, I gotta, I gotta fucking check myself. Yo, to all the male listeners of this podcast, next time you're with your boys, why don't you ask each other? How can we listen better? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey guys, are we listening to women? I hear you. Oh, fuck it. It's a good conversation (laughs) to have. I don't even want that to me. And I'm glad where you went with that, Brian, because it's not, um, I wish women yeah. could make more unilateral decisions. It is definitely, <laughs> I think guys should 
maybe sit down and just have like a little you know that's a good point from what it sounds like you've always been in you're very adept at leading and um you mentioned massive Mm -hmm. which is where your title of all around pornographer kind of comes into play. (laughs) So from my understanding, you are the producer or maybe you created this company called massive goods, which is it produces queer manga and, uh, and just like other clothing clothing and goods. Yeah. 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 Um, So Graham Colbeans and I started this company and I, I still own it. It still runs. It's on hiatus indefinite hiatus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because of the pandemic, partly because of this mm-hmm. new job. But yeah, we agent and produce and produce mostly now books of like mm-hmm. translated Japanese gay and queer comics uh, or yeah. like what a lot of people call hentai manga, but mm-hmm. like exclusively gay, like men for men. What is hentai? Sorry, I don't know. Is hentai just stupid? means perverted. You know what hentai I, oh, is. Hentai mean, no, no, I, I actually know. <laughs> no, no. I've seen it, but what? I don't know the description. Yeah. Like, I don't what's, know what the word oh. means. What is, what's, what's porn? Oh. Wait, what's that? Wait, is hentai that thing where the tentacles fuck <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah, no, no I, I, I've seen it, but I don't know. What does it actually mean? Like hentai, what does hentai mean? Oh my God. No, it's, it's like in, in Japan, hentai is anything that's different. Like it literally just means perverse, so like different. Oh. But like yeah. here, oh, I'm fucking I, hentai then. <laughs> I'm a pervert. <laughs> you are a you are like hentai vanilla hentai. <laughs> oh, oh well, Anne just called me hentai vanilla, and Young Me just called me basically a dirty <laughs> like a dirty Does rag hentai, in Korean. Hentai mean pyeonte? <laughs> Oh, maybe. I it means perverted. Pyeonte. Wait, that's... I want to unpack this. Anne just called me hentai vanilla. <laughs> so I need to spice myself up that's... in these I... next... <laughs> that's hentai vanilla, profile. but like, I'm also looking at your closet of like immaculate organization and your <laughs> shelving and it just feels very like, you know... What does like you have a like? four poster bed and you're gonna make somebody very happy, but okay, so was so this massive, a very yeah, I just like we do the gay stuff and the queer stuff and uh, no question. Is Wait, this Matt, yeah. was this like a labor of love? Were you oh, a yeah. consumer of this gay hentai and then you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna make my own? Yeah, so yes and no. I wasn't the most avid consumer, but I saw all of my friends consuming it and several of mm-hmm. them were like can you translate this for me or can you f- help mm. me find these artists? And then I was I was like, yeah, but you know, like so Graham initially was like can you translate this interview I want to do? Oh, so it was, I want to interview these artists, several of them, and then could you translate them for me? And then I'm going to run it as an article in Butt Magazine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I go through all of that work of finding people I've never met before in Japan and then translate it? And then it's just an article. Like, don't you want to do like a book or like... Yeah. Damn, you know, this so. is some leadership right here. She's <laughs> innovation. Yeah, well, this is like, an entrepreneur right here. What, what, does, <laughs> like, uh, what does Jeff Bezos say? Innovation. Innovation. <laughs> innovation. I like how you... Uh, Speed. It's like every tech dude's 
And I like how you just attributed that's Jeff Bezos' quote. Did you say like three words that don't mean anything? You said the word hentai. You're like, what innovation? Innovation. Oh, what's that? Innovation again? So you're like, oh, I don't want to do all this work for an article in Butt Magazine. I'm going to do a book. And then that's how you got started. You're going to disrupt yeah. this but industry. I have to say, you know, I have to say I've seen a lot of the books that you translate and the shirts that you make and like the artwork and the, the artists that you represent. And it's just like, it's very beautiful. And it's like, it is art and it's like very important. And I always, I always like it when people are mature and intelligent enough to understand that you are like you are an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I thank like you people, for saying yeah. that. I, I agree. This is like really extraordinary work. It's not yeah. just like, I was going to say, it's not just some like only fans account. I mean, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, but you know, it's like, right, right. This is craft work. This is like, these are the Japanese. Ugh, I hate falling into this trope but they're really they're really masters <laughs> you know <laughs> the Japanese they're, masters they're just like they've trained for decades <laughs> no, they spent 20 like, years just washing the rice yeah yeah exactly <laughs> washing the paintbrushes yeah, before you no, can take mean, a single like, stroke high, on this fine very, paper yeah it's yeah. very like high art but uh i i love stuff like this because it's like i feel like when art is so good it transcends the stupid small-minded religious fucks like that don't like that are too prude for sex or whatever Mm. and they have to admit that this is just art you know that's what i like about it totally i i think you're right i think that's also why i think this this has always perplexed me. So nobody, not like the family council or the Christian mothers of whatever or anybody has, I hope this doesn't spell my doom, but, you know, nobody has raised a formal, lodged a formal complaint or tried to censor any of the books we've done. Like nobody. Yeah. Mm. And we've mm. done all kinds of, wow. like from, we've done a couple YA things now to the most heinous hardcore bdsm like torture porn and nobody there <laughs> there are no so formal, it's not even whoa <laughs> but but Sorry. <laughs> i have colleagues who've done such low-key super super mild super super yeah. mild comics of like girls who hold hands a little bit too long or whatever mm-hmm. right and they get just mm-hmm. like the Brian Park variety <laughs> that's so interesting <laughs> the Brian wait. Park variety of wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Like, this is this is too much my uh, my mind is too muddled right now I, I just want to laser in when you say the most heinous BDSM can you give me a little taste of what that entails yeah I don't even think my imagination could even con up an image because when you mean when you say heinous i'm sure you mean it (laughs) well like i just yes um this is an anecdote i love sharing but like um so like in the in the 90s when tagame was doing serial comics for g-men magazine Uh um the editor was he was one of the editors but somebody his co-editor was like maybe we should put a you know safe sex like PSA at the beginning of your comic because yes. this is the uh-huh. height of AIDS, the AIDS pandemic, and um, mm. it it was going to be just like a line that said, you know, in real in real life in in the real world, you always want to wear protection. Please wear a condom. Like it was just yeah. a PSA is really common in most gay magazines at that time, 
and he just was like so um like in my story like this dude gets his limbs cut off and then he's <laughs> his arms are used as toys to fuck himself and oh. then gets like totally shit in the face and I don't know that adding condoms is going to make this more realistic or like, I don't know if that message is going to be heard, you know, like, the, the dude like, is about to his- just get like gangbanged by his own body parts and six men. And I just, and I, wait, you know like the man is like song off his arms, like, wait, and like, it's like, a wait, 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 this is, okay. this is- now we're wait, good. Wait, wait. Now no we're glove, ready. No wait, love. wait. It's a this is, glove. There's no condom in this. This is fucked up he shit. Put a condom on his like limb before he shoves it in his butt. That's horrible. This is the problem with everyone. our community, you guys. <laughs> That's yeah. like, listen, it, how hard is it for you to draw on a little condom on his finger? Listen, okay, on his listen. hand, on a severed hand. You know what? You do this now. You're saving lives. <laughs> so many lives that is amazing again art hi art hi art um, hello art that's fucking incredible i just like i feel like we get, I do yeah yeah Sorry. we get so many accolades and knock on wood for the rest of my life like so few you know Blowback, judgmental criticism yeah, no, yeah. So that's so, weird you've never had like any censorship i do remember one of the comic books you gave me there was a lot of fucking torture and mm-hmm. stuff and the, but there was a little black bar <laughs> yeah. that censors because <laughs> <laughs> it's like from japan so it censors oh, like what's, what's that part of the penis that like the foreskin is attached to yeah, like the, the lip right use, under the head yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a little black bar i'm like this man is hanging by his nipples but i can't see the very like yeah. <laughs> the head of his penis attaches to the shaft. They censored that part. It's kind of amazing. Don't even get me started. You know that is hilarious. The thing I tell I everybody that, in yeah. America though, the little bars are like in the U.S. When you hear a bleep, you always know yeah. what they said, right? They it's only like, cover enough of it. Bleep. Yeah, right. I love when they dub over it with like a different word. It's like you hateful person. <laughs> 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 don't mess with me yeah they use a funnier word for fuck i forgot what it is but it's not even like dang it all right <laughs> <laughs> well and that was great i feel like we got we covered a lot of bases i know there are so many other things we wanted to talk about but i think our time is coming to an end and there's a mosquito stuck in oh here oh my god it's ruining no. my life so i'm gonna ask you one last thing i'm gonna let you go i know you're very busy what is something that you're proud of what is something that i'm proud of um oh my god um <laughs> What is something that I'm proud of? Oh, actually, I'm just going to. So (laughs) um, I thought I was proud of the fact that I had taken over. I'd taken control of my ability to run and jog. I thought I was proud of that. I was like really proud of the (laughs) fact that I owned fit my own fitness in a way that I can do it and not feel embarrassed or like a colonizer. Um, Right, right, right. But. I today have not gone running in 
like over a week. Mm-hmm. And I am actually proud of not beating myself up about that. Like I'll do it whenever, but I, I, I teetered right on the edge of feeling like, Oh, I fell off the wagon again, but right. I'm like, you know what? No, I, I'm going to be, it's like a dumb, small self-satisfying pride, but I don't, you know, I'm just not going to run this week. That's it. I, I love yeah. that. I think that's not a dumb small thing. I think that's huge, honestly. Yeah. I feel like that's a big part of a lot of what guests talk about, like beating yourself up, feeling mm. guilty and shame, the constant cutting yourself up. Right. To, to stop yourself from doing that, that's like a huge step. Thank you. Yeah, I feel I feel that. I'm feeling I, proud. That's and, great. Yeah, and I, you're right. Like you've been doing it for you know, consistent, consistently for so long. Yeah. You deserve a break. Who? Yeah, yeah. It's totally fine. I'm going to do that. So the next time I jerk off to some heinous BDSM hentai <laughs> manga, Ryan needs I'm, to work I'm just going to be like, yeah, I fucking jerked off to this shit again. Be and nice that's okay. <laughs> Brian has a hard time with that. He's, he can't do that. So oh, for sure. I, get, I feel, sh- I feel shame after I send nudes. So when you were describing the heinous BDSM manga, I was like, Damn, I do be vanilla like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just as Anne called it. (laughs) You gotta stop feeling shame. Maybe that kind of porn lives in you. Maybe you could become a manga artist, Brian. Stop feeling ashamed. Let your inner freak full circle. I'm gonna get this fucking four poster bed. Yes. And we're gonna engage in some maybe less less limb cutting, but all the other shit and more condom. Yeah, more condoms. Like extra condoms. Just like (laughs) (laughs) What if my kink was like wearing six condoms at a time at once? You're like, I'm crazy in bed, man. I'm a fucking freak. It just constricts my dick so tight in the right way. (laughs) Putting on six condoms. I'm a fucking freak. (laughs) It may not seem like a lot to you, but this shit feels fucking good. That seems like literally the craziest porn. What? That's crazier than limb cutting. Just somebody wearing a bunch of condoms. Oh, for no it's reason. like it's like you put on a bunch of rubber bands <laughs> over a watermelon, like oh, one at yeah, a time until it explodes. Oh, 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 so it's just putting oh. like a condom one at a time. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. freaky! I told you it was in there, Brian. Yo, it's in. It's been inside of me all along. It's, it's been inside of you this whole time. <laughs> it took us wow. to get it out of you. Wow, you know this is exciting. So let's journey. we should definitely well, let's collaborate in the future. I have this has a great storyline to it. We're gonna write it in Japanese and we're gonna translate it. I'll make sure somebody writes about it. You just have to keep taking pictures. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, Anne, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Where can our listeners find you and your work? You can visit us at asianartsinitiative.org or follow me anywhere at ill underscore iterate. Sweet. What about you, Brian? Where can we find you? You guys can find me on all social media at it's Brian Park. And what about you, young me? YM Mayor. And stay tuned for Brian's crazy porn that he's definitely going to make. <laughs> That's um, it's Brian Park. <laughs> <laughs> also follow our podcast at Feeling Asian Podcast. Please subscribe to our Patreon. We will shout you out. We will roast you based on your name and maybe your tiny little av- 
avatar sometimes i can see <laughs> yeah and going forward double windmill is a one-time event i'll i gotta be read the room a little bit more mm-hmm. the next time <laughs> I, I make these predictions <laughs> it might might be right maybe she's gonna dm us and be like that was spot on how does he know me so well oh wow Natalie. then it's gonna get way Natalie more Cruz, graphic Cruz. going forward <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it thank you bye thank you.